Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, friends, and welcome back. Today, I am just intuitively coming to you for the episode because I have pretty much... Uh, used my backlog of interviews up and I have scheduled new conversations and new interviews and I'm sat here waiting for today's guest to join um, the show and I actually was sort of preemptive and feeling quite organized and efficient today so I did send a reminder email um, just about an hour and a half before the time we were due to meet so I've sent that, I'm sat here, we're coming up 10 minutes past the hour, and so far I am by myself, although sod's law, possibly because I'm sort of recording something different, maybe they will join late. Um, and I really, um, usually, uh, I say usually because this has happened before where people will, life, life stuff happens, and people miss the time or they forget or something comes up and and sometimes people let me know in advance and sometimes they don't and usually I'm like whoa some (laughs) some free time back and I'm you know not fussed by it I just um to the time and I'm not fussed by this so much I've been just like looking at my diary doing a bit of diary management (laughs) that kind of thing and using the time productively while I wait rather than getting frustrated and, and that kind of thing but there is a little bit of pressure in that I was checking my schedule of interviews. I'm like, oh, well, this conversation was supposed to be the one that comes out this week. And so I was supposed to sort of turn it around, edit it and then release it. And so obviously, as it looks at the moment, no conversation uh, is happening. So part of me when I was sort of thinking about this was like, well, actually, the topic we were going to cover is something that I am kind of Uh, involved in and have experience in as well so maybe I'll just talk about the topic but I think actually what I'm going to talk about is um, something different about sort of embracing the unexpected or control or something like that and I also (laughs) one of the reasons just popped into my head as I was sort of saying this about you know no shows and that kind of thing Um, I don't get annoyed and actually I usually I pride myself on being pretty good I so that I, I can really sort of like visualize and, and see my week, which is sort of what I need to do. I like to have my, my Google calendar on my phone so I can see it, but I also have a physical diary and I have one that has the times in it because I like it to sort of, I, I, so I can see it, um, helps me kind of get my head around what my week looks like. Um, and I've had a couple of times recently and, and once last week where I had an appointment where um, I was seeing someone to um, to do like a, a support session and it was in the diary I sort of knew it was the time it was like a fortnightly session and yeah it was scheduled and earlier in the day I'd been think- thinking about it and I have to make sure 
uh, I'm there <laughs> for that session. And then just, I don't know what happened. The next thing I know, I'm looking at my phone at the time and like, oh, <laughs> I've completely skipped through that time, completely missed that thing. Um, and then had to sort of send an email go, oh, I'm so sorry, I missed it. Can we reschedule? And luckily the person was very flexible. And I felt like I had a bit of an excuse last week and I did have COVID last week. And I think I wasn't quite with it anyway, just uh, really drained and lack of energy. But yeah, it was just interesting. And obviously it wasn't that I just sort of had no awareness of time. I just, this thing I was supposed to do just completely went from my mind. Um, I just, and then I just sort of remembered it suddenly when it was too late. And maybe there is something from my unconscious uh, communicating something about how I feel about this thing or anyway who knows or just that I wasn't very well and I uh, missed it so I um I tend to um yeah I just I guess try and be curious and compassionate and not just uh interpret it as a slight and rudeness or whatever which maybe um that things happen in life and we can miss things and it's not necessarily malicious or any of that kind of stuff is something I don't like to do I feel awful about but <laughs> that happens and happened last week so quite funny that it's happening to me this week so hopefully the guest I won't name um but <laughs> hopefully um they will at some point in the running pop back in and be in touch hopefully although sometimes people just vanish into the ether um I sort of follow up and then there's nothing back which is again very interesting people dynamics but having shared all of that I, I want to talk a little bit about the unexpected and how we respond to it and I guess ultimately this kind of comes into a sort of mindset type thing that um and I it's funny I've been um teaching this week uh, so for anyone who doesn't know one of the many things that I do uh, so I do a lot of volunteering in the kind of mental health sphere I do some work in the mental health field um, I do some coaching and support around neurodiversity and I also am a teacher by background so I do some private specialist tutoring around neurodiversity um, working with neurodiverse individuals, coaching a lot around neurodiversity and support, but also I do some lecturing, very exciting to be a lecturer for the first time, uh, in psychology and sociology, which is great. I love psychology, it's my favourite subject. Sociology, I feel I'm becoming more cynical the more I teach it, but very interesting to sort of, you know, get stuck into, you know, social policy and uh, social injustice and some of the issues in the world. So, Anyway, uh, in psychology, we're currently doing a unit on mental health and illness, which obviously I'm very pleased about because it's such an important topic and something I'm passionate about talking about. And so to be able to actually teach people, but I think teach it in maybe a really different way because, yes, there's very much a theoretical knowledge base that I have to impart to them, but we can have some amazing discussions and about sort of the reality of mental health, the lived experience, the language that we use, the impact of all of that. Um, and I am very open. I feel like I was already open with my students, but I have been very open of sort of saying, this is my mental health experience. And 
kind of, you know, we were talking about depression this week, and so I have had experience with depression. So to be able to sort of talk about it from that angle as well. So it's not just a, a purely abstract theory. It is sharing my experience, my opinion, my views on things as well to really sort of illuminate it and also to sort of preface the whole unit and particularly that content of like this can be quite an intense thing to think about to learn about mental health because it really can be like holding a mirror up to yourself and going oh <laughs> that's me and this is a story I've told on the show before but I'm going to sort of mention it again anyway and when I first recognized that um, I was struggling with my mental health and I was experiencing depression and I at that point probably had been depressed for <laughs> a few years five years or so at least um, and it was when I did some training because I'd started a new job after I finished uni um, I think I'd, I'd sort of noticed something wasn't right before then um, having some sort of you know, suicidal thoughts and that kind of thing but anyway I went on this training mental health awareness training and when they were talking about depression, I honestly was nearly in tears because it was just like they were talking about me. And in a way, I think it can be really validating to sort of go, oh, like that is what this is. Because I think sometimes we can feel that there's something wrong with us. We're, we're broken. There's, we, we, why do I feel like this? Why don't I feel like other people? What is going on? And and I think sometimes, and labeling is a, a big whole other topic that we could talk about, but I think sometimes being able to sort of go, ah, this is the thing, this is the reason. It's, there's some understanding from that and validation of what you're experiencing. And almost that kind of, now I know what it is, I can try and figure something out. I can try and do something about it. I can understand it, I can work with it. Whereas if it's like this unknown something, that's harder. So in a way obviously useful and it's had a very long journey and ultimately to being here where I am now but at the time it was so um I don't even know what the right word is confronting maybe to be like oh my god they're talking about me um I laugh now maybe that's just like a nervous laugh that I have to but it, yeah it was a really um, intense experience and so actually having been there and having had that happen I really wanted before we dove into this topic to say to my students this is kind of what might come up it might be quite personal and obviously if you need to take time out if you need to talk to someone there's well-being services at the college you can talk to me but to be aware and to try and create like a safe space to even sort of you know have that that conversation about depression and um yeah so that was this week and I having gone into this I've completely forgotten what my point was what I was going to talk about uh what <laughs> oh dear see I got so carried away talking about uh mental health so where was I going to go with this talking about depression um talking about embracing the unknown and uncertainty something like that um, I don't even know where we were going, um, but I do think, oh, maybe this is it. We're one of the theories of, of uh, depression about our thoughts and cognitions and how we can get trapped in these sort of patterns of unhealthy thoughts, negative automatic thoughts or patterns of thinking, errors in logic um, and have really um, 
negative self-view and actually for me looked at the um the cognitive triad for depression which is like negative views of the world negative views of self and negative views of like the situation causing depression one of my students said well yeah obviously <laughs> obviously that's gonna not be a great combination um but i think there is you know depression or just generally with life and uh, low mood and probably get stuck in limiting beliefs or patterns or any of that kind of stuff there is a real mix of things that can be going on it's one of the reasons I love psychology because there's all these different theories and I feel like they all have an element of truth because it's just a complex we're we're a complex creature um but you know I think when you have things about childhood experiences and relationships and those patterns and things that can happen where we have rejection abandonment loss and the way that we can really internalize that um, and feel it about ourselves and how that sort of plays out in situations the way our thoughts can really trap us in situations um, where we're sort of playing this negative script over and over and over and um, I feel like there is a lot of um, insights that we can get from those kind of areas you know thinking about our thoughts our mindset um, and our patterns and also you know our relationships with other people and with self because I think we um, I'm I think I've mentioned this before it's very much this is a very much stream of consciousness episode <laughs> I apologize this is kind of just how my my mind works sometimes all over the place sometimes it forgets where it's going it is part of my neurodiversity so enjoy it <laughs> or not but um I see I've just said that I just completely lost my train of thought um where where was I going I don't know whether I will edit some of these pauses out going uh, what's going on um where was I self-worth self-worth patterns of thoughts thinking yes that's where I was sorry I have to like pick up the trail <laughs> myself and then figure out it's like um I, I can't remember what they're called but you can get those like um like flow charty type things where you have all those like connections and, and things and it is like that and sometimes it's like picking your way back up uh to, <laughs> to where you started so I found it uh so I may have mentioned that I am doing counselling training at the moment and it's something I um, had, I have a, a probably like a default style of how I think I am and the approaches and methods that appeal to me and looking for courses to do and, and training to do I had a real sort of I had applied I think I mentioned it on the show or on other shows I had applied to do counseling psychology to do a doctorate had an interview unfortunately didn't get a place frustratingly uh, oh you know keep doing what you're doing apply next time which is not really helpful feedback I much prefer feedback that actually has something to work on but um, and I still, part of me is still toying with the idea it's very very competitive of ultimately um training or trying to train to become a psychologist so long term there's that but anyway I um 
for, for many reasons, chose a discipline and style of training of therapy, which is very much against type or like different to um, what I have experienced, what I have worked with. So I um, had a year between you know, training um, and I did um, a coaching qualification. And that is very much sort of humanistic, person-centered, uh, some cognitive behavioral, if these terms kind of mean anything to you <laughs> about um, person-centered is very much the, the person at the center. And it is about um, trying to basically be happier, have more well-being, to flourish, that kind of thing. And so very much thinking about moving forward and sort of ideal conditions. And I'm not explaining this very well, but that's sort of that idea and very much about the person. Um, cognitive behavioral, so cognition is our thoughts, behavior is our behavior. So kind of how that link between our thoughts and our behavior, how they sort of interact and influence each other. Um, and so kind of have that sort of basis. And they're two sort of disciplines that I can see the, the benefit of, I've had experience of, but they're not, <laughs> they're not what I'm training. What I'm training in is psychodynamic, which is very much like initially the, the Freudian, but has had a lot of other stuff in it. Although it is very interesting to, to study Freud and, and Klein as well in, in more detail. And it's very much a relational discipline about the relationship that kind of plays out in the therapy room and how it almost is like symbolic of other relationships and what kind of plays out in that relationship as a therapist reflects other patterns in your life and so you can kind of almost like unpick them and really I guess that's why it's called sort of psychoanalysis um or one of the versions if you do much more intense training down the line than I'm probably going to do a really like that self-understanding of going ah oh, yeah these are my <laughs> these are my patterns this is the way I relate to people these are the the roles I try and get people to to play out and very much all about the unconscious and it's different to my usual way of working but very very interesting so my therapist is a Jungian uh, therapist and psychodynamic and I have been seeing her for over a year probably a year and a half now and it's very interesting because my initial thoughts circling back to thoughts now my original thing was I really want to be able to work therapeutically with people mental health is something that I'm really passionate about I've had my own experience of it I really want to be able to help people empower people um because then I'm sort of saying that and thinking like oh yeah I want to like come in and fix things and make everything better actually really it's about giving people the space I think to explore things to think about things to support but ultimately for them to yeah heal themselves in some way because I think on my own mental health journey really reaching a point where I took some personal responsibility and took some steps and wanted to get better was really important for me anyway in my own healing journey um so I think it's it's not about me like oh I'm gonna make everything better or fix things it's about creating that space and offering that support for people to kind of go on that journey for themselves but being able to work therapeutically with counselling was really important to me. So uh, I've had lots of experience 
working particularly with young people with a lot of mental health so kind of supporting around it and then with the coaching but really that I want to be able to do counseling as well and work integratively so to be able to combine all of that and really in a properly person-centered way of you know I'm working with a person what is going on for them is it that we're thinking about how we can move forward and we want coaching to really think of strategies and maybe to unpick some limiting beliefs but to really think about where we're heading to and sort of plan for that or is it that there is something some pattern something that is that's tripping me up some kind of trauma something that I really need to process and to be able to sort of safely support with that so that's kind of my vision and so I have doing this course to get a really really different perspective on all of that relational and unconscious stuff and actually it's really interesting and so when I first started to come back as I've already said sorry this is how my mind works <laughs> it's a tiring place sometimes so um to really um come back to the thoughts when I started the program I was sort of it was like a this is kind of going to get me what I need to get so I can do counseling but I probably won't do this style of counseling it's a sort of I'll join the accredited body and I'll you know be able to do counseling and you know this type it's a bit old-fashioned blah 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 it's very rigid it's very whatever and so that was my mindset um that I'm sort of deigning to do this course and it's not ideal and all the issues with it and actually over time and through experiencing my own therapy and the insights and then I think the danger is you then also do start a little bit to psychoanalyze other people you kind of think oh well I wonder what's happening and oh maybe they're projecting um so you have to be careful of that because people don't like those observations just socially um (laughs) and um I've yeah feeling the benefit and actually getting more insights into myself and understanding and sort of unpicking some of those patterns or, or seeing things seeing myself in a new light it's I think actually a really effective if you're it's a really effective modality of working if the person I think is ready for it and is prepared to sort of go there and I have a a special journal for when I sort of reflect on things myself and sort of think about ideas so it's kind of it's not just the work you do in the therapy room it's sort of all around it and it's very much it's very different if you've done other types of therapy anyway um and I don't know that my personal view is that not every type of therapy is good type work for every person but and I'm not going to get into the inclusivity of a <laughs> type of therapy that is long lasting and you see someone once a week for for all time not actually all time but <laughs> very long term but I think there are real benefits to it and actually as I started to feel these positive benefits and I've sort of warmed to it and my mindset has really shifted and I think it's there's some real personal growth in really examining my thoughts and my mindset and my beliefs about something being prepared to let them go a little bit to to think about seeing things a different way um and to sort of look at them and think well if I think this is all a bit of nonsense and it's really rigid and it's really then that's how I'm going to experience it because that's the lens I'm looking at it through (laughs) that's how I'm going to experience it that's how I'm going to feel it and actually 
I'm not going to get the most out of this experience because that is not the kind of therapist I want to be. And if I feel I have to try and wear this particular type of mask to fit into being a therapist in this kind of way, that's just not helpful. It's just, it's not going to work for me. It's not going to work for clients. It's not going to work for anyone. And so by kind of examining it and thinking, well, you know, for, for mindset, what's the mindset shift? What's a, a different way that I can view this? And actually, for me, linking back into my core values, and one of my core values is curiosity. So linking back into curiosity and how can I be curious about this theory that I'm diving into? Some of it very old and <laughs> kind of, I say very old, not like compared to philo- philosophy, uh, which I've also been diving into a lot recently. Um, and so not in the, on the same scale of things, but some quite old theory and quite heavy theory, but being curious of well, what from this makes sense to me. What do I want to take from this? What from this is going to inform my work or my way of viewing myself and making sense of myself in light of it? And what just doesn't work for me? And then kind of leave that behind. And I think through the evolution of therapy, the evolution of psychology, that's kind of what's happened, you know, and this particular approach or kind of therapy generally, Freud. And not every therapist now is a Freudian. (laughs) But ultimately, that was sort of the starting point of sort of changing the way that we thought about it. And people have used that as a springboard to say, okay, this is how I'm going to build on Freud's work if they're a Freudian. Or actually, no, I don't agree with that. And I'm going to go in a different direction. And so you have all those evolutions, even within this one particular branch of therapy. But then from that, you have all these other, so, you know, your cognitive behavior, your person-centered, humanistic, your... um all the different flavors of therapy because there are so many they all sort of have started from that sort of point and so I think that is actually sort of the way to do it to kind of go what am I going to take from this what really makes sense to me intuitively because I feel like that is what I'm sort of settling into of going this is what feels true to me And I am very much, I think, an existentialist that we sort of make our own sort of meaning and, you know, trying to keep that curiosity because the way I see the world, my lens on the world is going to be very different to other people. And so actually some of the stuff I'm kind of going, well, that makes sense. And other people see it a different way and actually being open and flexible around that. But as I've made this shift of going, let's be curious, let's see, let's take take what you want, take what you need, leave the rest. Um, that was something that someone shared in the podcast before. That I love the sound of it. It's something that I've said before on the show of really, yeah, anytime we share advice, we share tips, just take, take what you need, take what resonates for you, leave the rest because yeah, if it, if it doesn't, you don't agree with it, it doesn't make sense for you. Yeah. But I, I just sort of encourage you and I try myself to have an open mind to be curious sometimes I don't <laughs> don't manage to do that sometimes I can be a little bit I guess stuck in my ways I think we all can at times but being curious and so for me that mindset shift of how can I view it a different way how can I be curious and open to it and just kind of see so I feel like I've been a bit all over the place as I said, that's kind of how my mind, my mind works with ideas. But I try and kind of come back to a final 
takeaway thought, which has come out of this fact that I have this, this time suddenly available because this person still has not appeared. And actually, we have, we can't control. We can't control things. Sometimes we can't control ourselves, but we can't control other people. We can't control situations. It's very, it's a very stoic thing actually of kind of really acknowledging and recognizing what is outside of your control. And that there is basically no point in stressing about that because you can't change it anyway if it's outside your control. I can't make this person appear. I could like hound them with emails, but it's not really not really going to do anything. If they're not checking their emails or they're really busy or they're caught up in something. That's not going to get anywhere. So I could tie myself up in knots, getting frustrated, angry, upset, all kinds of emotions about something that actually I can't control. Or I can focus on what I can control, which is my thoughts, my reaction, the way I'm viewing it. So I can see it as a massive inconvenience, be angry and ruin the whole rest of my evening. Or I can see it as an opportunity to have some time to take a break, which is honestly, my usual way of seeing it, like, oh, I've got bonus time. Um, or today has been to record this complete flow of stream of consciousness about the unexpected and being open to it. And I guess also the mindset piece of pausing and looking at how you're looking at something and thinking, is there another way? And within the kind of stoicism idea, philosophy, it's the idea of, you know, the things that you can control, doing something about them. Um, and obviously the things you can't, you just have to sort of let go. Very stoic. Um, so your thoughts, we guess we can get stuck in patterns and we can have real negative patterns of thoughts, but there is something that we can do we can shift our mindset we can look at our thoughts we can examine them we can kind of go is that true <laughs> and if it is like is it helpful to keep thinking it over and over again or is it something yeah it's true but it's outside of my control you know to actually examine thoughts and look at them and maybe to try and see things in a different way to and I'm, I'm not saying see everything is everything's awesome everything's positive because sometimes it's not but I think sometimes we have more power and influence than we give ourselves credit for. And I am speaking very much about myself at the moment because I can very much get stuck into patterns and into limiting beliefs about myself and what I'm able to do, what I'm capable of doing. I can hold myself back and that's definitely something I am. Um, have struggled with of being for one of that term salesy but not salesy because it's not how I ever want to be but you know of actually saying hey this is how I help people this is what I do this is how I can work with you and support you and I sometimes get stuck in my own limiting beliefs around needing more qualifications and uh, whether I can put myself out there which I absolutely can it's just stories <laughs> I'm telling myself that I can look at and I can ask myself are these true do I need more qualifications and sometimes the answer is yes because if I want to do therapy yes because 
there are some areas you can work in without qualifications. I think for therapy is so important that someone has had appropriate training so that they can support someone safely and ethically because it's it's really a lot of heavy stuff that we're supporting people with with trauma and things in the unconscious and, and I think you can do damage if you are not able to support someone safely if you don't know what you're doing essentially so sometimes the answer is yes like I, yeah I do need a, a, another qualification and to do something about it and sometimes it's like do I need something so one of the things I have been thinking about is what I call myself and who I support and what I focus on and I think for a while I'd resisted what I'm really passionate about and I can talk about all day I did with Jess a little bit when she did the takeover episode I'd sort of resisted doing that and calling myself a specialist and so I was talking to um, a branding expert and they said oh so you're like an autism and ADHD specialist and I was like oh I don't know I don't know if I can call myself that um and actually when I look at on paper my experience and my qualifications yeah (laughs) I can and I was talking to someone um that I know in a professional capacity and I was having this conversation and I sort of said and he said yeah I think you can call yourself that and it's my own story my own limiting belief and yes it might keep coming up but there is something I can do about it I can sort of challenge those thoughts and I have some control over what is going on in (laughs) in my head believe it or not with the journey that we've been on today so I guess that's I said just my succinct final thought it's not been particularly succinct but I think it's generally about that being curious, being flexible about how you view things, looking at your thoughts and your reactions and kind of examining them. Um, And I am going to challenge myself to finish with a little, hey, this is how you can work with me thing because I've just been touching on it. So here we are. I, (laughs) deep breath. It's, It's daunting sometimes to put yourself out there, even though this is you know, if you've listened this far, this may be your first time here, if it is welcome, but you've probably listened before and kind of got a bit of a sense of who I am and how I am. But anyway, I am an autism and ADHD specialist. And I, what, oh, I rewrote this. <laughs> See, um, I am an autism and ADHD specialist and I empower neurodiverse individuals to own their awesomeness through discovery transformation and support there may have been another word in there but basically helping people with that self-understanding and that insight that acceptance they go acceptance um owning their superpowers strategies for the things they want to work on making sense i love working around identity and making sense and i sort of said about meaning um, understanding yourself and really one of the big things um that i do is supporting uh, girls and women in particular who've received a late diagnosis so in their teens or as an adult to make sense of that whole process so offering post-diagnostic support to process to make sense to really lean into their strengths to think about the areas they want to work on and, and explore strategies and then sort of that ongoing support around transitions and life stuff if necessary so that is 
my thing um and also actually really the intersection of neurodiversity and mental health because I think sometimes particularly if you've had a late diagnosis so when I was saying right at the beginning with depression of that I feel like I'm different what is it and that was my own experience with my neurodiversity but what is it um there is a big I think mental health impact of that with those questions of what is wrong with me and there is nothing wrong with you um you're just uniquely awesome wired slightly differently maybe um but I think sometimes having support to unpick that impact so that is what I do I will work on making that more succinct but I'm putting it out there and I have got a couple of spaces to work with people around that support so if any of that resonates or you know anyone who might be interested then please do get in touch or pass on my details and the best way to get in touch is via the website www.psykhe.co.uk so there we go put myself out there told you that challenging my limiting beliefs my challenge for you is to maybe put yourself out there in some way challenge one of your own limiting beliefs to be curious and see how you can see things differently Um, I feel like we've made pretty good use of the time that we had. I feel like I've spoken for a lot longer than I initially intended to, but there we are. Uh, So hopefully we will, no, we will be back next week with um, another episode, an interview. I have another interview scheduled for next week. So hopefully we will successfully connect and um, hear from that person. If not, who knows, we'll have something else intuitive that comes to me and we'll go on a journey together. But um, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, if anything really resonated, if you'd prefer this format of episode, let me know. I'm happy to do more of these more often if you enjoy it. Uh, so you can connect with us on social media at Psyche Coaching, P-S-Y-K-H-E Coaching, particularly on Instagram or Facebook. So find us there. And that's everything. So until next week, as always, take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.